1: so the ravens officially signed veteran nfl wide receiver deshaun jackson to their practice squad on tuesday and there was plenty of reaction around the league
2: oh yeah there definitely was and we'll dive into what ravens legend ed reed and other national analysts had to say about the signing plus we'll attempt to decipher rashad bateman's cryptic tweet That was posted less than an hour after Jackson's signing hit the internet.
3: I'm Bobby
1: Trossett with Sarah Ellis and it's Wednesday, October 19th, and this is your Morning Raven's Vault.
2: Skip Bayless compared Lamar Jackson to when Dak Prescott was betting on himself in 2019. And Skip thinks number eight is crumbling under the contract pressure. I'll give my reaction to that comparison ahead.
1: Plus, I'll catch you up to speed on a number of roster nuggets from Tuesday, including good news for a Ravens rookie who's expected to make his practice debut at some point this week.
2: Yeah, we have all that and more coming up. Thank you for waking up with the Morning Vault, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. All right, Bobby. As we suspected, after some Monday rumblings, the Ravens officially signed veteran wide receiver Deshaun Jackson to their practice squad on Tuesday. So now the 35-year-old is set to play on, yes, his 15th NFL season.
1: Sarah, Jackson made his NFL debut when Lamar was 11 years old. So this guy's been around. He was selected by the Eagles with the 49th overall pick. In the 2008 draft and spent his first six seasons in Philly.
2: Right. And so, when's the last time he saw NFL action?
1: So, he spent parts of last season with both the Rams and Raiders. In 16 games total, he finished with 454 receiving yards, two touchdowns, and averaged 22.7 yards per catch. As the Baltimore Suns' Jonas Schaefer detailed on Twitter, Jackson hit 20.9 miles per hour on a 40-yard catch in week three of 2021. So some of that speed and explosiveness from his heyday, yeah, it's still there.
2: Ah, Yeah, that's kind of encouraging, seeing how Lamar has completed just 21% of his passes that have traveled at least 20 air yards so far through six weeks. I mean, it's just a fact. Baltimore's deep ball game has been nearly non-existent lately.
1: And Sarah, as you might imagine, that... And this signing garnered some national attention.
3: He is as dangerous a deep threat as I've seen with my own two eyes. Since the great Bob Hayes revolutionized right. pro football for my Dallas Cowboys because he can f- just flat out fly past. People. Remember, Skip, he was before Tyreek. He was before yeah, Tyreek. He was. He was. He was, he was I, I'm it. talking about deep, deep threats. Tyreek is run after catch yeah. threat, but I'm talking about running by people <laughs> and the ability to adjust on the fly mm-hmm. to deep balls. It's an underrated art form to, right. to be able to track a football that's right. over your head. You, yeah. you know this. It's just hard to find yeah. it and then gather yourself and stay in stride and catch it in stride. He. he is something i think he will help a little bit
4: mm-hmm. now i like this addition d can still run he can don't let his age fool you 35 he still can get down the field yes, in a hurry we we saw it against with the raiders we saw early what was that game too against tampa he can still run he ran all the way up the <laughs> eternal chased by his coach yeah 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 they have they don't have the deep threat since they lost hollywood brown so he would be an addition.
1: Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp weighing in there on their show Undisputed. Now, what about the NFL Live crew on ESPN? Check this out.
3: It that certainly adds speed. How healthy is he going to be? How reliable can he be during that time frame? Mark Andrews is the focal point of their pass game. Bateman's got to get healthy. All that stuff. Yeah, the made Some too. plays for sure, but the Bateman. It adds speed, but I don't want to put all my eggs in this basket.
4: Yeah, yeah I, I think for me, it changes the dynamic of this team because of Lamar Jackson. And it gives you a little bit more room to operate, right? Like, we all know Deshaun may not come in and light the world on fire, but we know when he's streaking down the middle of the field, you got to respect that as a defense. And I think Lamar has gotten in a little bit of trouble of not having that threat available to him. So if you just say, hey, Deshaun, take off and let me work everything underneath this, for Lamar Jackson and his eyes and the way he's struggling late in games, I think it could be an advantage if they can create something. This puts Greg Roman on call. It has nothing to do for me with the quarterback. The biggest thing is about awareness and acceptance. They're aware of who they are and what they don't have on the outside. They've accepted it, and now they're trying to do something to correct it, and that's yeah. what Deshaun Jackson is about. I'm not sure that he's enough, but it's at least a step in the right direction.
2: That's some analysis from Dan Orlovsky, Marcus Spears, and Ryan Clark there. Plus, here's what all-time Raven Ed Reed had to say about it.
4: Baltimore gets an explosive receiver who can stretch the field. And I don't care what DB you have, he is going to have to have his Lamborghini shoes on that day because Deshaun Jackson, he's a beast. I hope that everything is well with him physically He's been taking care of himself. I'm sure Baltimore did their homework and due diligence. I'm sure Deshaun is excited, you know, and and Lamar is excited because he gets another weapon. You know, you get somebody on the other side, you get a vet in the locker room, somebody who's played before, who's been there, you know, and and been through some things who can help some people.
2: All right. Some interesting and exciting stuff there from Ed. But Bobby Orlovsky mentioned Rashad Bateman and how he needs to get healthy. We learned this week that he's dealing with a left foot sprain, which has now sidelined him for multiple weeks.
1: Yeah, John Harbaugh did say that he's close to returning on Monday, but we have no idea what that means timetable-wise. What we do know, though, is that Bateman had his Twitter fingers working not long after the Deshaun Jackson signing went official, Sarah. Not to make something out of nothing here, but this just doesn't seem like a coincidence to me. National reports of Jackson's Baltimore signing came in around 4.30 Tuesday afternoon. Less than an hour later, Bateman tweeted, LOL. That was it. Just a simple yet cryptic LOL. Laughing out loud, partner.
2: All right, Bobby, so let's get your take. Are you thinking that this LOL is related to the signing itself?
1: I mean, look, there's certainly room for interpretation here, but I find it hard to believe that Bateman isn't indirectly reacting to the signing of a player who, let's face it, essentially brings a similar element of speed and explosiveness to a team. If that is indeed the case, my take is pretty straightforward. In no way has Bateman done nearly enough in Baltimore to justify that kind of reaction. Combine that with the fact that he's not even available right now, as you mentioned earlier, like, it's just, to me, it's baffling. But again, I want to be clear. This is just my interpretation of his tweet. All of this is bound to come up during media availability this week, so we'll just have to wait and see.
2: Well, Bobby, I don't know if I'm buying it, but I will say this. I need this generation of players. If you're going to tweet... Tweet! Don't give us this cryptic stuff anymore. Just tweet us how you feel. Otherwise, quit trolling us with these things. Always having to try to decipher it. So anyway, still to come here on The Vault. How Lamar Jackson finds himself in a similar situation to the one Dak Prescott was in not long ago.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all That's indeed.com slash blue wire terms and conditions apply. Need to hire you need indeed. Lamar's
1: betting on himself. We've heard that phrase repeatedly since Lamar Jackson and the Ravens didn't come to a contract agreement before that self-imposed week one deadline. And naturally, Sarah, everyone drew comparisons to Joe Flacco who bet on himself back in 2012.
2: And Bobby, wouldn't it just be great? It'd be great for Lamar if he had a similar ending to Flacco's, finishing the season with a Super Bowl victory and MVP, thereby forcing Steve Busciotti to hand him a record-breaking contract. But as we know, there are other possible endings to this story. And Undisputed Skip Bayless is drawing a different QB contract comparison.
3: I am seeing in Lamar 2019 Dak Prescott. Dak had three sensational outings to start the year, and they jerked the contractual rug right out from under Jerry Jones, and everybody started saying, Dak is betting on himself. Go, Dak, go. <laughs> you know, put that evil billionaire under the carpet here. Negotiate right. him to, to death here. Okay, so th- th- what started to happen? Well, all of a sudden, Dak starts to press and press, and it got worse and it worse, and all those road games yeah. that we talk about and the ones... At the Jets and at Chicago and, oh, Lord have mercy, at New England. And then finally at Philadelphia, it just got worse and worse and worse, betting on himself. Then he got hurt the next year, and they kind of toughed it out and rode out the storm. And finally Jerry said, I got no other option B. I got to cave in and pay you. Then he told him at the press conference, I overpaid You you. You got me. Okay. But the point is... Dak was crumbling under the pressure to bet on himself because it's not happy. It's it's not a comfortable. Right. Uh, it, you're you're not in any comfort zone. Lamar is is it's like him against the world right now, mm-hmm. trying to bet on himself without an agent as a buffer. Okay,
4: his mom is handling yeah. with with yeah. some help from the NFLPA. Yeah
3: but skip he just has to play better in the fourth quarter.
4: Yep. He has he has to play better. If he if he plays like he does the first three quarters, he's sensational.
1: Yeah.
4: He's sensational for three quarters, Skip, oh and for whatever reason it just falls apart.
1: So no surprise there. Skip does not hide the fact that he's a Cowboys fan, so he is drawing a comparison to what he himself knows. It's similar to what Baltimore fans have done with Flacco and Lamar over the last several years. But Sarah, what do you think of the comparison? Specifically, that Lamar is pressing or crumbling under the pressure of having to prove himself like Dak did in 2019.
2: I mean, it's thought provoking for sure. The criticism of Lamar Jackson, even before this contract year, was that he didn't come up big in big moments, right? That's the whole idea behind the Ravens' one and three playoff record with Jackson as the starting quarterback. And now he's adding fuel to that fire. Of that argument, so to speak, with his fourth quarter play this year. Bobby, you mentioned those stats yesterday.
1: Yeah, and as a refresher, if you haven't heard, so far this season in the fourth quarter, Jackson has posted just one passing touchdown, four interceptions, five total turnovers and a passer rating of 56.3.
2: Yeah, I mean, those aren't pretty numbers. So there's some evidence to support Skip's claim that, hey, maybe Lamar's crumbling under the pressure. But Bobby, here's the thing. Lamar's story is not Joe Flacco's story, and his story also is not Dak Prescott's story. Lamar Jackson's story isn't written yet, and Skip doesn't know Lamar like we know him because we cover him every day. I'll tell you what my favorite thing about Lamar Jackson is. Even more than his football talent. Maybe that's because I can't ever emulate his football talent, but I do want to, and I think I can try to emulate this favorite thing about him that I have, and it's his mindset. Lamar Jackson is so incredibly good at allowing both self-confidence and humility to coexist. Both those attributes will get him through these rocky times, I believe that. He'll use that humility to listen to God as he always says, And listen to those he respects so that he can continue to get better and tweak his game. He knows he can get better. He'll listen to the voices. He'll listen to himself. He'll get better. That allows him to just block out those voices that don't matter. He'll use that inner self-confidence to go forward with faith because he knows who he is and who he can be. He knows his potential. He'll go forward with that faith even in the face of all the doubt, in the face of all these criticizing voices like Skip and all the other noise. So, I haven't lost faith in Lamar. I don't think he's lost faith in himself. I don't think he'll crumble. I think he'll get stronger because he'll be forged by this fire. Again, I don't know what his story's gonna be, but I'm not gonna write it for him. I just wanna witness it. All right, Bobby, a number of roster moves were made by the Ravens on Tuesday. So just take us there. Where do we begin?
1: Let's start with rookie tight end Charlie Kohler being cleared to practice after undergoing sports hernia surgery back in early August. His 21-day window now begins, Sarah, which means the Ravens have three weeks to either activate him or move him to season-ending IR. And I think we both agreed it's going to be the former.
2: Yeah, and we all know there is no shortage of tight ends in Baltimore, Bobby, which makes me think of Nick Boyle. What do you think Kohler's eventual activation means for the veteran?
1: I just can't imagine a scenario in which it would mean good things for Boyle, Sarah. Like, seriously, we have seen very little of the 29-year-old this season as it is. And so while I could see a scenario where the Ravens choose to keep all five of their tight ends on the roster, like on the depth chart, Based on what we've seen play out through six weeks, I'd have to think Boyle would be the odd man out on game days in that scenario.
2: Yeah, I just unless there's an injury, which nobody is hoping for, I just don't see how he would be activated. And So that leads me, you know, and I hate to say this, but with such limited usage and his big cap hit being just north of nine million for the twenty twenty three season, barring something unforeseen unfolding over the next couple months, Boyle's time in Baltimore could sadly be coming to an end.
1: You know, I certainly echo that sadness, partner. But in other news from Tuesday, the Ravens signed linebackers Julian Stanford and Devin Kennard to their practice squad. Players released from the P squad were also linebackers Jeremiah Tauchu and Brandon Copeland along with wide receiver Slade Bolden. The only other note of relevance is that Baltimore worked out wide receiver Tavon Austin on Tuesday. 32 year old veteran wide receiver played in 13 games for the jaguars last season
2: all right and before we jump some other quick news items you need to know beginning with this tweet from ravens running back kenyon drake now quickly for some background remember drake was blamed by the cbs broadcast crew for the illegal formation that was called on Lamar Jackson's QB sneak on third and one in the fourth quarter. That penalty negated a first down and quite possibly the win. So here's what Drake's tweet reads, quote, to whom it may concern, a running back can't align in the backfield behind the QB and trigger an illegal formation penalty only occurs when there are too many or not enough people on the line of scrimmage. Football 101 close quote elsewhere Mark Viviano from WJz gave an update on NFL teams that signed QBs to record contracts in 2022. Russell Wilson got 245 million over five years and Denver is now just two and four and then there's Kyler Murray he got 230 million over five years in Arizona well they're also just two and four. And finally, there's that Deshaun Watson contract, $230 million fully guaranteed over five years. And Cleveland is also, you guessed it, two and four, while Watson hasn't even played a game as he serves his 11-game suspension. And finally, Baltimore Super Bowl odds, they dropped from 14 to 1, to 20 to 1 after their loss to the Giants, according to Caesar Sports.
1: Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. If you've been enjoying our content, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. We can also be reached by email via Baltimore Ravens at gmail.com. And as of last month, the Ravens Vault podcast is now available on YouTube. Consider subscribing to our channel ahead of week seven. All you have to do is simply search Ravens Vault Podcast on YouTube.
2: And that's all the time we've got today, but we'll be back Thursday with the Ravens news you need to know. If you or someone you know is interested in advertising on our podcast, hit us up at BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And as always, thank you for listening to the Ravens Vault.